Welcome back to Netflix and Kill, the podcast dedicated to reviewing and documenting the horror films of Netflix. I'm Kai. I'm Marty. I'm Han. And we have a guest today. Hello, everyone. Um, I <laughs> stupidly took a sip of bubble tea right before oh. that. That was <laughs> dumb. That was really dumb. No, it's fine. Give me one second. <clears throat> I mean, Grand. As, after the movie we just saw, that is not the dumbest decision we saw be made today. <laughs> That's true. The, it's very true. The thing that I that made me want bubble tea was specifically the the weirdly it was the bees. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> Say more right now. There's a lot of honey involved in this, and it just made me think of honey. And I just I was like, I need bubble tea. I need it immediately. So then I made That's... it, and there we go. And I felt bad because I watched that whole like last few scenes <laughs> while pouring a honey on top of the boba. You know what? That's, That's amazing. It's valid, honestly. You know, I never thought about how many bees are in this movie, but surprisingly, not a lot of honey. Yeah. Yeah. Where's the honey? Just a little drizzle on the hook. Also, like, they have a whole bit where they're like, well, if, um, (laughs) they have a whole bit where they're like, yeah, they covered him in honey and he was eaten by bees. And I'm like, that's not, they don't do that, actually. That's (laughs) not a thing they would do. Like, (laughs) that, that just is not how that works. Um... I dyed my hair blue recently, and Ooh. in so doing, I have made myself catnip to bees, um, because oh blue is a color of a flower that they super like. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm allergic to the... bees. No, <laughs> oh, no! Oh, no. <laughs> I made a dumb plan. Woo. I like yeah. being out in the woods. It's a whole problem. <laughs> but it's oh, fine. No. I mean, the sad fact of it is bees are kind of endangered. So, like, it, it's not a... I, I'm not that worried, but also I'm not worried for a very sad reason, which is um, we are killing the bees and we need to stop that. Um, that <laughs> environmental note-over, but yes. Yes. <laughs> I've never had any really bad disagreements with bees. Wasps I don't like. Ooh, but bees, same. like... They've usually left me alone. Granted, my hair is not blue, so maybe I'd feel differently. And but done it twice, both times Ooh. on the butt. It is oh painful. no! By the way, <laughs> oh jeez, JV, I'm not gonna let you get away without introducing yourself because oh right, we know right. that you like bu- that you like bubble tea, and if you want that to be your introduction, that is perfectly fine because I think liking bubble tea is a very relatable and admirable quality. It is mm-hmm. a fact that everybody now can know about me is that I love bubble tea, and apparently, if I see a bee, I will be inspired to have bubble tea. Um, or I will use that as an excuse to make bubble tea, one or the other. Um, but hello, everyone. I am J.V. Hampton Van Sant, um, and I, I am a voice actor and podcaster. Um, you can find me on Wannabe Film Buffs, uh, which is... A fun time where I go down the IMDb top two fifty with my best friend, which is a wild. Y'all, I don't know what IMDb, why IMDb is the way it is. 
but let me tell you. College bros. Yeah, I was yeah. Say, I think, I think <laughs> oh, we went to film school real. with some of the people. <laughs> just, oh, what was God. it? Um, There's a video essay I love called Josie and the Pussycats is the greatest movie of all time, where someone says, like, if you go down the IMDb top 100, it looks like a list of posters you find in dorm rooms. <laughs> I, I need to tell you that that is 1000% how I've felt about every single one of these movies so far i like i i controversially godfather was a one um for me a one i I believe maybe a three i don't remember i did do all three of them yes i did do all three of them um and i know that the last one definitely got a one (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it was, listen, ooh, that one was bad. if I had to sit through, like, a whole day's worth of movies is mm-hmm. definitely enough to automatically lower a movie's score for me. Just, mm-hmm. it's like, why, why? Those no movies movie did not need to, to be three that. hours. Yeah. No, they mm-hmm. don't. Not a single movie in the world needs to be three hours long. I I will die on that hill. Um, I'm there with you. Can... Quentin Tarantino needs to take notes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so again, we watched Candyman today. Um, the the one from the '90s. We unfortunately did not pirate. Um, an illegal <laughs> copy of the unreleased film produced by Jordan Peele. Yeah. But that's okay. Damn. We haven't we'll gotten wait. a movie that hasn't been totally finished yet. <laughs> right. There mm-hmm. are some trailers I see where I just know that movie's gonna wreck my shit in the best way. And the Candyman 2020 trailer directed by Naya DaCosta is definitely gonna wreck my shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm ready. I I almost wasn't going to see it um, for the simple reason of, like, I, I don't know. Well, I don't know if they're still planning on giving it a theatrical release or not, but, like, theaters for me are, like, a little bit ruined, so I don't, like, yeah. I don't know. Um, so I was going to, like, just sort of wait until it was out on uh, on video, which I think, I think I did that for us, too. Could be wrong. I don't fully remember. I just remember being utterly terrified for like weeks on end. But I think I waited until that one came out on video so I could rent it and watch it when everything was light and in my home. Um, <laughs> That's smart. not that. Well, yes, except that the bulk of that film takes place in somebody's home. Um, yeah, honestly, that's <laughs> way scarier to me. Um, what was it? There's a Netflix. A uh, movie called John Mulaney and the Sack Lunch Bunch, and there's a segment where they ask all the kids, like, "What are you afraid of?" And 50% of the children said Jordan Peele's Us, and they were like, "Have you seen the movie?" And they're like, "No, we saw the trailer." <laughs> Honestly, vibe because yeah, that, yeah, that one from trailer alone, I would be like, "No, no, actually, I don't understand this." But oh, it it is utterly terrifying to me the general idea that somebody else with my face would just sort of be there. Like just right. it, just generally, I can, no no I can't. That it's one of the scariest concepts to me, and I don't have a good reason for it. It's not like I don't know. I think it actually maybe it is more of a direct clone thing of myself. Like oh, there's every all the worst parts of me are over there in that one. Um, and I can't deal with that uh, as a thing. Uh, just as a concept that scares me. 
That's a dark and yeah. evil, violent version of myself. Sounds bad, um, and it's very I dislike it. <laughs> my see, my fear, my fear is like, what if I'm the bad one? Oh, and I yeah. don't want to think about that. Oh, my thing I think is, that's I'll say one too. more thing on us, and then I'm not stop talking about it. Where I was at a callback for a musical theater audition, and I looked down the line at like the numerous blonde, blue eyed girls, and I'm like, <gasps> oh. This is what it feels like. <laughs> it didn't feel great. God, yeah. Oh, no. So I've just kind of, I've faced that demon and I've come to terms with it. <laughs> I'm crying. Oh, my God. It more made me angry for everyone else instead of me. Oh. <laughs> Uh, auditions, auditions. Gotta love them. Gotta love them. <laughs> Slash, I just will eternally hate auditions forever, but it, whatever. Mm. Um, this is a, I, I'm glad that I have gotten to see this movie. It has a lot going on. Um, <laughs> yeah. Should we break down the plot? Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, Candyman is about um what was her name in the film? I just blinked out. Helen. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Helen is. I think she's going for her graduate degree, right, or her PhD or something, and and she's writing a thesis. She's. Yeah, she's about, trying to get her master's. And she's writing her thesis about urban legends, and she becomes interested in this legend about Candyman. Who, according to her very, this very pretentious professor at her school, who literally has like that British accent where he's like, (laughs) and like this weird ponytail, and like, okay, I'm not gonna pick apart his appearance, but like he looks like the kind of man who would be like scoffing at someone in an academic institution. Um, Mm -hmm. He tells her the story of Candyman, which is like apparently he was the son of a slave. And, um, w- worked as a painter, painting portraits of rich people, and he fell in love with the daughter of a man who commissioned him. And, um, it caused a big problem because he was black and she was white, and they had a baby together, and then the dad found out and got really upset about it, and had a bunch of people go and cut off his hand. And um, dip him in honey so that bees would eat him, as we mentioned earlier, which is a very strange way to die. Um, that I was question- <laughs> dark and wild as yeah. a choice. <laughs> I question the... Like, I do kind of approach this with the idea that, like, this is this particular person's version of the story. Um, mm. Because, like, JV, you pointed out while we were watching it, like... They had mentioned something about Candyman, like being kind being of a gentleman, yeah, in polite society. Yeah, yeah, being around polite society. The only way in which that would have happened, and I think that this is the my only caveat to that. The only way that would have happened is if he were a servant. That's literally the only way that would have worked. I, I think that. They were saying that that happened in that area, which I can only imagine, like, which was Chicago, I yes. think? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Because it uh, <laughs> took place in the Cabrini-Green housing project, I think. 
Yeah, that, um, I, we cannot underestimate how racist the country was in 1890. There's no, they just, (laughs) they would not have been there. That's just not how that works. I I don't, I know. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. No. Like even. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> even. So um, one fun fact about the town that I live in um, is a, um, there was a legal document that was filed here that ended slavery in our entire state about 80 years before it ended in the rest of the country. And even with that, we still didn't like I mean, we had an ex- an exceptionally wealthy black landowner once one time just the one time and we are in the north the the, all the way north like the only thing more north than us is vermont new hampshire and maine i like (laughs) we (laughs) if if in 1890 we couldn't have that happen that it did not happen in chicago maybe new orleans but not chicago yeah also, random thought in the very beginning of the movie, I fully thought that um that uh Helen was uh played by Gillian Anderson for like <laughs> five minutes and then was like, Oh, that's not her. Her yeah, voice um, sounds different. That's not her at yeah. all. <laughs> Another us um, moment. Yeah, the <laughs> Um, so, uh, Helen is played by Virginia Madsen, who is the sister of the guy, Michael Madsen, who played, uh, Mr. Blonde in Reservoir Dogs. So, like, they're, like, kind of an acting family. Uh, Bringing it back around to to, to Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Although oh, I no. <laughs> I like to remember that Michael Madsen was in the movie Species, which is extremely more campy and a lot more fun, in my opinion, than Reservoir Dogs was. <laughs> but Reservoir Dogs is the one most people know, so. <laughs> mm. yeah. Yeah. She was also allergic to bees. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 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 they had an ER on standby on set. Oh my That's- gosh. Oh yeah. Lord, that is dark. And I what if it was something else and they changed it after she got on set? It's like it was gonna be lizards or something. She's like, I can do lizards, no problem. It's actually bees now. It's gonna be Ooh. what? Uh, okay. <laughs> terrifying. Well, I wait guess. until we get to um, what Tony Todd did with the bees, but I'll, oh, I'll get yeah. to that later. Um, to continue, so Helen and her. Um, her friend Bernadette are working on this research project together, so they decide to go to the housing project. So, and the whole time Bernadette is like, yeah, we probably shouldn't do this. Like, you know, first of all, like the way they're dressed, she's like, dude, we Mm -hmm. look like cops. Like, this is a bad idea. Um, we look Helen... like cops. Why are we doing this? Yeah. What is go- like this is not the way. <laughs> and honestly, yeah. when it comes to like them showing up in the place that they did, regardless of like the politics generally of this, you trust the person who would look generally most like the people who would live there. That's just my general piece of advice for anybody listening to this. If you are concerned about going to a place, one, the reason you're probably afraid of it is because of the number of brown people that are around and you should check that anyway. Second thing is that um, 
check how you like check how you are dressed when going there and check that uh, like with a person who is either from there that you know already or who might know better like what a place like that would be like which would most likely be a person from that group just generally speaking that's a, a the best way to approach that kind of situation but well Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was really frustrating because the whole time Helen was ignoring Bernadette whenever she said, like, we shouldn't do this or stop doing that. Why are we dressed mm-hmm. like this? And she, it was it was a bit of a shame this time to realize that she was very much fitting that um, stereotype of, you know, the black best friend in a horror movie who was always asking Helen if she was OK. What's going on with you, Helen? And not like the movie's not spending any time on her character. Uh, yeah, it was yeah. frustrating because that that actress is awesome and she's a director and just mm-hmm. yeah which yeah. yeah it was when you pointed out that she was also in silence of the lambs i was like oh she plays the exact same role in silence of the lambs yeah she does in yep. Candyman. Um, oh, yep. god damn it <laughs> i haven't so fun thing i haven't seen that one yet that one is on the list um that one is uh i believe 25 Yes, it's okay. 25 on the top 250, either 24 or 25, one of those. Um, I've been looking forward to that one so much because... I'm excited I've, to hear. Oh, I've needed to see it for so long. Plus, I have like I have this thing with serial killers um, where <laughs> I... <laughs> where I So um, I mentioned one podcast that I have. I also have another one. It's called Crime and Color. Um that is uh, a true crime show that I host with my uh, dear friend, Kiera. Um, we're currently on hiatus because in a pandemic, true crime just does not make any sense to do. Um, we are too stressed out for that. Absolutely not. Um, so that, uh, that all being said, that sort of serial killer psychology is a thing that I think a lot about. <laughs> I go on an insane amount about to the point where like i that that's one of the reasons i went to college for psychology um yeah it's it's the true crime fascination it's been going on since 2006 it's wild um but like tying that to this i don't i don't know i don't know this feels a little bit less like he's a serial killer and more just like is on a revenge kick. <laughs> yeah. Which I that's mean. Kinda, yeah. yeah. That's kind of what I got. But I liked, before we watched it, you brought up a really interesting connection that there are there are real-life serial killers with the nickname Candyman. Yes. So one of them, uh, to my not like, I was only able to find one in my most cursory of Google searches. I was only able to find one. But the one that I found um, was Dean Coral, who I actually already knew about. I um in um, a previous podcast that I used to host like a forever ago. Um, I did an episode on him. He he was never convicted of these because he died. Um, by which I mean he was murdered by one of his victims. Um, oh, that oh. feels like a weird thing to say. I guess. I guess he was murdered by one of his victims insofar as that guy was also a criminal and definitely wound up in prison, not just for that murder, but for all of the other crimes that Dean Coral committed in addition to, like, as he committed them alongside him, um, but also that dude was 17 at the time, whatever. It's a what? Honestly, wild story. 
<laughs> it is an insane story. Um, he was called the Candyman because his um, family owned a candy shop, and that was actually where a lot of his crimes took place, and where a lot of the bodies were buried. Ugh, which oh is my extra God. dark. Um, yeah, yeah, extra that's dark. That's really creepy. <laughs> right. I that's all. That, Very the... dark movie. That would be. Ooh, Lord. Yeah. Willy Wonka, but evil. Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty much. Ooh. I mean, that's just the Tim Burton remake. <laughs> you know I mean, all them children. Wrong. You know all them oh, children God. in the Willy Wonka movie just wind <laughs> up dead died. because there's no way they couldn't. All right, so where were we in the plot? Uh, where were we? Oh, okay. So, so they go very stupidly, go to the housing project, um... And there they meet Anne-Marie, who is very sweet. She's probably my favorite character in the movie, aside from, like, Candyman himself. Um, Who is a Mm -hmm. woman who lives there and is raising her baby. And um, at first she's like, she's like, dude, why are you here? Like, we don't want you here. Because, like, you know, obviously this is how it looks. Like, Helen's like, oh, I'm writing a paper. And Anne-Marie's like, yeah, I'm sure. Like, you're writing a paper about how we're all criminals and... How scary we are, and um, I liked that moment. I like, there are a few moments in the film where Helen gets called out on her bullshit, and I wish that there were more. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's interesting, totally. too. Uh, there, I found out a fact. There's a video essay by Cold Crash Pictures on YouTube where they go into the history of the location and how it inspired the Candyman film, and apparently 60% of the residents um, in... Cabrini Green? I keep forgetting Cabrini Green? Yes, Cabrini Green were single mothers because apparently if you were married, the um, the rent would go up. Yeah, oh, that sounds wow. about right. Wow. <laughs> I love that. I was like, yeah, no, I'm not surprised by this at all. It's a new fact to me, and yet somehow I'm like, you know, that checks out. Yeah. <laughs> the, the general shittiness of that just checks out for, like, life in Chicago and also life everywhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it was so weird because the essay also points out that like there were two big uh, media things about the Cabrini Green projects. One was written by a black man who grew up in the Cabrini Green projects, and it was good times, and it's like a sitcom, and it's about like family and community and happiness and like hmm. supporting each other. And then you got Candyman written by a white guy, and everything's death. <laughs> the wild thing too is that like that's that literally is just always how it is in any media like i was um one of my favorite podcasts to listen to just generally is um uh you're wrong about because they cover a lot of moral panics um and it and i learn every single time that i listen to those and when they go over the sort of the evolution of the slasher film and how um a lot of those films are generally speaking with the with i think with the general exception of like this one and maybe like one or two others are set in the suburbs for the specific reason of people are afraid of the city and the and the highway system opening up hence why a lot of them were sort of set in the 70s um and the highway system sort of opening up meaning that you know the dangers coming from the city down the sort of down the sort of highway toward the suburbs, like, is a thing that people genuinely now have to worry about. And they think, oh, yes, it's going to bring this specific kind of crime, these city, these, these city crimes from city people 
visiting small town America as if small town America isn't perfectly capable itself of killing all of its residents. Anyway, fine. Yeah. <laughs> Grew yeah. up in a small town, can confirm. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm in a very small town myself. I'm like, yeah, no, we are perfectly, we're... Honest, oh, gonna be a dark moment. Um, we don't need serial killers to kill us. We have uh drunk driving to do that ourselves, apparently. <laughs> Damn. I think I think that's part of the reason why I like Halloween. Um, is because Halloween is like um uh, Mike Michael Myers is like a product of the suburbs, so it it's kinda yeah. like a reflection on itself. And I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of other horror movies don't do that as well. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 I mean, a lot of them are just generally speaking. Um, generally speaking, when you start to look at what the sort of social fear at the time is surrounding, like any of any of these films, it is always something to the general theme. Like I think for this one, this is like uh during what during the war on during the war on drugs and just the tough on crime everything it, like that's during this whole chunk of time and well <laughs> if you and there's there there's our social fear and we see how well that just sort of ties into this very well mm-hmm. also the just uh i don't know the movie is a weird thing about just the mixing of people um, of groups of people yeah. together that like it's just mm-hmm. I don't know it's weird <laughs> well yeah. I think we were talking while the film was going about how much more interesting this film would have been from the perspective of someone who actually lived in the Cabrini Green um, projects area like um, Anna Marie or even this kid we meet a little later on Jake like mm-hmm. those those perspectives seem so much more interesting to me just because they've lived these experiences they've encountered Candyman he affects their everyday life they don't have to like go out of their way to seek him out. At the same time, I do see some of the, like, hypocrisy of her wanting to, like, write a paper about them and, like, not actually contribute and help them as, like, an interesting commentary on the hypocrisy of, like, white liberalism. So I I don't know. It's, it's complicated. Ooh. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I didn't even catch that. <laughs> I didn't even catch that because it's just something I'm super used to. I think my sort of encapsulation of that is when she's interacting with them. Um, He's interacting with the little with the little guy with little Jake. Jake. Which I'm I'm gonna be real. That is no. I've never met a black person named Jake in my entire life. That is not, <laughs> oh my <God>. no. <laughs> like I know that's a very weird thing to take issue with. I'm like, no, no. Jake's not a name that we use. Uh, Jacob maybe, but then you would honestly use Jacob more than you would Jake. Just for the sake of like the name that it comes from being biblical, like that's the only reason that we would use that one. And Jake just it, that's that's a very white name, and I, I we just I no. <laughs> that's fair. But yeah, I uh, there like whenever she was interacting with um with little Jake um. And I had that moment where I was like, see, he has now learned the lesson that I learned very early, which is <laughs> do not trust white women with valuable information. Yeah. <laughs> because, <laughs> God damn it. Oh, man. He gives her the location, the location of uh, the Candyman. Though, granted, he does say the Candyman is absolutely going to get him if he tells her that. That doesn't seem like that was followed up on at all. Yeah. Yeah. 
Hmm. Yeah, it almost feels like there were like some deleted scenes or something involving Jake, but I don't know. Maybe Fun it's just fact. that I want them to. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, go you go ahead. There was actually a lot cut out from this movie in terms of like Helen reciprocating attraction for the Candyman, but the producers and like distributors cut it out because of interracial relationships. Huh. Of course they did. I, mm-hmm. I should rephrase. That's not exactly a fun fact. Fucked up fact might be a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Generally speaking, that's 90% of facts pertaining to studios like and their notes that they give a lot of movies. Oh, mm-hmm. dear. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I'm so curious how they phrased it, too, because they probably tried not to sound like openly racist. They were like trying to be undercover racist. Oh, truly. That that's mm-hmm. So what point did we leave off at? Uh, oh, Jake. Yes. Yeah, so um, yeah. we kind of skipped over them like finding the room where a woman was murdered in, though. Yeah. Just to that, go back. That was like the original reason they had gone there is to look for this yeah. room. And then they start talking to Anne Marie. Um and mm-hmm. they meet her baby. And then um Helen goes back to the building alone. Which is another very stupid idea. Mm-hmm. And that's where she meets Jake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's like, you can talk to me. I'm not a cop. And I just... That's <laughs> <laughs> what a cop would say. <laughs> Genuinely, that was exactly my thought. I was like, lady, <laughs> you are so bad with children. My God. the Like, that's just... No. No. Oh, God. If if you were going to say something like that, the line that you would say would be, girl, I know I look like a cop, but I promise you, I don't know no cops. Man, fuck the police. Like, actually, if, you said, <laughs> if she had said fuck the police, that actually would have been great. One, that just is a good line to include in any movie. Um, yes. <laughs> but that would have been a good that would have been a good line. And that would have communicated to the child that you are generally speaking on their side. However, I'm not also here for her manipulating a child yeah yeah Yeah, also the fact that she did not pay anyone for her research like she didn't offer any money for like their input or anything she was just like please offer your information for free Mm. well my main thing is that like she felt entitled to the space just because she was achieving higher learning that just like her like inserting herself into Anne Marie's apartment, even though like Bernadette is looking at her like, "What are you doing? Like, why are you just like entering this person's home mm. without their permission?" And like just walking around, just because like she was like, "Oh, it's okay. I'm writing a paper." Like that makes it okay to just like walk <laughs> it's around. Okay, I'm writing a paper. It's honestly <laughs> one of my favorite excuses. <laughs> I'm not sure I remember that one. It's. Um. <laughs> But, like, like she's using her whiteness to, like, insert herself into, into like, this area. Like, her sense of entitlement is very obvious in, in these scenes where she's in Cabrini Green. Just because, like, you also have Bernadette, who is, like, like stop it. Like, you, you know, who is a, a black woman and, like, knows how you're... Um, supposed to act around people i guess a little more uh respectfully um (laughs) yeah and uh yeah just like watching that and like 
seeing that and like catching what she's doing and I'm like oh don't do that don't do that stop <laughs> no <laughs> yeah, well, like, yeah. It, and like the fact that Helen's actions like keep putting people in danger oh yeah and allowing like, and like leading to people getting hurt is like exclusively until like the last minute of the movie it is only yeah. black people that die in this movie and i yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, like, is... it's like black people Ooh. and then like her lawyer when like Candyman, like, oh comes yeah, in I forgot about the, that too. The psych ward winder. <laughs> well, yeah, he's he's like not relevant to the plot at all, except to like get her out of the psych ward. And fails <laughs> but... at well, I was gonna say, and fails at doing that. Except I guess he dies, so I guess that's how he's helpful. But like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that doesn't bode well for anybody. But oh well, yeah. Uh, oh well. man. Uh, so after meeting Jake, she asks him where she can find Candyman, and he points her to a bathroom, like just a public restroom, and tells her a story about how a boy went in there and had an encounter with Candyman, which resulted in the boy getting Castration. his- Castration. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Castration. Because of course at- with the general line that just is full of all the toxic masculinity of, well, there's no point worth living after that happened. <laughs> yeah. In every horror movie, yeah. there's always a phallic symbol, and in this case, they used the phallic symbol on the phallus, so I gotta oh. give them at least a point for that. It's like, oh no, they found true. it floating in the toilet. And I'm just like, oh, that's yeah. dark. That is so yeah. dark. And then, it- <laughs> And then she, like, walks in the bathroom, and then they had, like, written on the wall in shit, sweets, like, s- sweets to the sweet, I think, is how they yeah. worded like, that. Sweets yeah, to the sweet. sweets. I, I thought those were, dis- those were, like, two um, different messages. So the one that was um, on the wall was just sweets, just generally. Like, that was just a word on its own. And then mm-hmm. to the sweet, um, as in to the honey, to where the Candyman is, or to where the sweets would be held, given that Candyman is at this location. Mm-hmm. And then there's all the bees in the toilet, which <laughs> yeah, the is, again, the another t- nightmare of mine. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's okay. like an arrow pointing down, and she's like, what's behind this? Something <laughs> bad. Who'd have thought? Uh, the, the bees in the toilet. White women... In movies, <laughs> I just—if the bathroom smells that bad, do not go in to the yeah, bathroom. Yeah, I would have like, like, like walked out end. immediately. The research like, is not worth the smell. Like, oh, absolutely <laughs> not. Leaves <laughs> immediately. <laughs> Hannah brought up while we were watching it. Like, I thought we learned the lesson from the Saw franchise that you don't deal with gross toilets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Nope. No, never. You just don't. The funniest part about, like, that whole scene is that she, like, walks in and sees that there are, like, a million bees in the toilet and then proceeds to close the lid and flush it. Yeah. That was so funny. <laughs> I was like, she just flushed the bees. I, <laughs> I mean, also. And another fucked up thing Helen has done. <laughs> most relatable moment, though, because, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about y'all. I probably would have also flushed the bees. But I mean, 
but that also you do yeah. I, call the bee people and i don't know the I, I feel like if i had people. seen like if i had seen like a whole toilet full of bees i would have just like ran out i wouldn't even have bothered <laughs> like i'm you not know, even close in the toilet i'm if, leaving if the <laughs> shit graffiti and the smell didn't deter me from walking in i think seeing a toilet full of bees would have been like my breaking point like no by now <laughs> bye <laughs> So, to continue the scene, she, like, is taking pictures of, like, the the shit graffiti, and then a guy walks in with a hook, and he's like, well, the the line specifically is, we heard you looking for Candyman, bitch, and then, so, like, then they beat the shit out of her, and, uh, like, after that, Jake walks in and, like, saves her, and, like, call i guess calls the police or something to get her an ambulance or something and then like they do a whole lineup and so like she has this like huge like swollen black eye now and (laughs) and then some special effects makeup does get me and that is one that definitely gets me oh no swollen eye was real bad um Mm -hmm. and then so jake is mad at her because like she took him to the police precinct and he's like, you told me that you are not going to tell anyone about this and now I have to be at the police station. Which is, again, why Jake should be the focal point in this movie. Truly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, that would stress me the fuck out, though. I will say, like, if he was the focal yeah. point of this movie, I would be seeing, very stressed. Seeing children <laughs> yeah. in danger is definitely, like, one of those things that gets me. Uh, which is why which is why one of the next few scenes is so upsetting. So, um... Ooh. Eventually, oh, yeah. Helen goes back home, and she's fine, and then... This is when Candyman right. shows up. Yeah, this is when yeah. Candyman shows up. Okay, so, so this, this is in a fur-lined because... jacket, <laughs> which oh. I, I'm gonna keep bringing up that jacket. I brought yeah. it up in the moment. It's a wonderful like, <gasps> jacket. That so, beautiful jacket. We, we <laughs> talked before about how much we love Tony Todd, because he was also in the Final yes. Destination movies, which we've talked about. Yes. And oh, I, for I'm real? I'm say it again. Yeah, mm-hmm. he just makes a cameo, but he basically plays the embodiment of death, um, <gasps> which yeah. is the coolest fucking thing ever. Uh-huh. Yeah, like I just... from what I've learned from films, death is sexy. But yeah, like, yeah it's not, true. <laughs> don't, don't pursue death. Don't do it. Don't do it. Oh, so Tony Todd, which like I just have to stop and just say that cause Tony Todd, he's like yes, mm-hmm. my favorite thing about this movie. He's his his so voice good. gives me ASMR. It does. <laughs> I, whoever did the vocal effects for him needs to have won an Oscar. Like, because it was a, like, first of all, his voice is already sexy as hell, but then the filter that they put over top of it was perfect. Yes. It was literally mm-hmm. perfect. But yeah, Candyman shows up and asks Helen, Do you like beats? Just like leave me alone and then passes out. <laughs> yeah, she she's like hypnotized as he's talking, which like literally same. same. They literally hypnotized her on set. Mm-hmm. They did. Yeah, that is crazy to me. The I I guess like I don't know. I've everyone has different thoughts about method acting, but like that's one of like the craziest things I've heard. 
I mean, yeah. after being hypnotized, like, you kind of are sort of aware of what's going on, but you're just so, at least from my experience, I'm sure there's probably different types of hypnotizing. Um, and I think, JV, you said you knew a little bit about it, so you can correct me. But uh, it was just like being so chill. I was just very relaxed. Hypnosis is how I graduated college, because it was my final, um, my, my final uh, sort of presentation. Uh, the final paper that I wrote, like, I'm good at paper writing, but I'm, well, at the time was incredibly shit at public speaking. Um, so rather than do a full sort of public speaking thing, I hypnotized the teacher and the entirety <gasps> of the classroom into thinking that I presented for a good 15 minutes. I didn't. What? Um, <laughs> yep. Wait, how... It was How did actually, you do that? Well, it was quite easy, mainly because the teacher, like, it, it was either, like, if you do it in a certain way, the entire room will either fall asleep or, <laughs> or they'll just sort of go into a trance for a bit, and then you just sort of pull them out. It's just very soothing sounds, and then, like, um, just a, uh, having them focus on something and it's it's very easy to do, actually. It's, like, a little bit scary how easy it is to do if a person is um, susceptible to that kind of thing, which this uh, gentleman was. So I did that and was like, well, <laughs> I'm going to just leave y'all like this for about 15 minutes so that the time passes, and then I'll just bring y'all out of this, and, you know, it'll be fine, and I will have presented, and... <laughs> Just hope to that God the that the people in the class did and there's hope to God that the people in the class who are not super susceptible don't like rat me out, which none of them did, because I mean I demonstrated that I knew what the hell I was talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Clearly. So at the well, end of like, the day, from, like I don't know. From my experience, you have to want to be hypnotized and people like are expecting to hear a presentation. So that is so effing smart. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> yep. It was real easy. Real easy to do. It was very very thrilled that it worked because I did not have a presentation past that like three minute period in the beginning. Um, oh my gosh! <laughs> can you imagine the rest ever. of the the crew though? Like, because the director said I needed absolute quiet to like put her under, and yeah. like, can you just imagine being a lighting guy like holding the boom mic for like ten minutes so the actress can get hypnotized? Yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Oh god. Oh, that would have that must have been. Oof. I yeah. there are certain things I as an actor would not do for a role. I think being hypnotized is one of those things. I just no. So uh she passes out after she encounters Candyman and then she wakes up in Anne Marie's apartment where um the dog is dead, Rip, and there's blood they, everywhere. They decapitated it. Yeah, and the baby is missing. And this is so distressing, because Anne-Marie is, like, of course, crying and screaming because her baby's gone. And mm -hmm. um, Helen stupidly decides to pick up a knife and, like, walk into the room where the baby was. And, of course, like, Anne-Marie starts screaming when she sees that, because, like, here's this woman covered in blood and holding a knife. Oh, um, Jesus. <laughs> and they kind of, like start wrestling because Anne-Marie like jumps at her and is like where's my baby and then the police Slamming show her head up. into the ground which I was yeah. like that I don't, that had me kind of like oh is this the scene where the main character just dies because of head trauma <laughs> like this because I'm right. I'm rather used to seeing that in media now of like 
someone just grabbing somebody by the shoulder and just sort of doing that. And then that person just died. We, we're fragile as a species, especially in the head region. So slamming that against a against a ground a whole bunch is not not good. And honestly, I could see then the reasoning behind the rest of the movie being, well, she kind of had head trauma um, throughout the <laughs> whole movie because, well, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And at this point, the movie does do something that I actually really like and is so hard to pull off because sometimes they like to, like, trick the audience of, like, ooh, is it this person doing it? Is Or is it really a ghost? Is it all in their head? Or is it a ghost? But in this time, like, <laughs> the only time, until, like, a bit later on, we never really see what happened when Helen wakes up. So, like, she saw Candyman, and then she blacks out, and then she wakes up, she's got blood all over her, and then essentially the same thing happens again in the next scene, when she like gets bailed out of jail, um, and she her friend uh, Bernadette, yeah. thank Bernadette. you, Bernadette comes to visit her, and Candyman shows up, and he's like, "Be my victim, Helen," and she says no, and then Bernadette shows up, and then she blacks out, and when she wakes up, Bernadette is dead. So like, there uh, is actually, for the first time I watched this, I was like, "Did she just kill these people?" I fully like, is this thought. Just her? Well, I fully thought that her husband killed Bernadette, to be honest with you. Like, that was fully, like, mainly because I'm at this point used to, um, used to in media, the husband doing something real fucking shady like that and being the reason that, like, and then it winds up being, oh, no, he, uh, he he did this so that he could have her committed, um. I'm used to that yeah. as a concept and would not have been surprised if this is a thing, especially when he shows up with this, uh, with, uh, <laughs> with his new, uh, with his new girlfriend that honestly, very quickly, girl. who yeah. I'm yeah. 1000% sure was one of his students. I feel like yeah. that was yeah. what the vibe was mm-hmm. there. Yeah. That, yeah. Mm. yeah. honestly, uh, fuck, that dude was real glad to see him die at the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, my thing, is, at the end. my thing is, I could totally believe that. However, they make a point to, like, show that Bernadette can see Candyman, and then they kill her, and you can hear Candyman, like, grunting as he's, like, yeah. like tearing Ugh. Bernadette open during that part. Ugh. So. That was so upsetting. So, I was so yeah. mad. I was so yeah. mad. I thought she was going to live through it. I really did for a minute. Yeah, I was like, oh, too. wait. I don't know why I thought she was going to live through it. I know what this genre is. What the hell? I I know what genre this is. This movie was in 1992. It's only recently that we've made the adjustments to the drama that, like, people of color don't die in the actual, like, that they'll die sort of later on in the movie. And that was, like, halfway through. I think yeah. what was it? Um, Jordan Peele like said he doesn't ever want to hire a white person to be a lead in his movies, and honestly, good. Like we I'm, don't need any more white yeah. leads in horror. I'm excited to see then like all of his movies. I oh, he's also the producer on because I will eternally tie everything back to Birds of Prey. Um, Journey yes. Smollett. Um, Journey Smollett, uh, who is one of my favorite actresses of all time, I think now. Um is about to be in Lovecraft Country, which he is yeah. also producing. <gasps> I, I'm reading that right now. I didn't ooh. know they were making a movie. Oh, it's a, it's a show. <laughs> it's a show, and awesome. I'm so excited. Um, but ooh, I'm yeah, super so excited about that too. 
I'm excited to see her in that specifically just because uh, and she said in an interview recently that like the reason she hasn't taken any roles like uh, in the genre of horror is because like I don't know the the black chick always dies early in the movie like on page 30 so like I just didn't see mm-hmm. the need to take those roles I'm like well that checks out yeah alright back to the movie so uh, Helen's husband basically gets her institutionalized in a mental institution which is very stressful mm-hmm but also, he thinks she's killed, like, a bunch of people yeah. at this point. Yeah, I mean, he does, but, like, you can tell he's so smug about it. Like, it... Mm-hmm. So when when she's institutionalized, she finally decides to call Candyman for help because he, he has taken the baby and he threatens to kill it unless she goes with him. And um, basically, like, overall, he's upset because she's threatening his legacy. That, like, he survives because of the mythos surrounding him and -hmm. his word being passed down and she was trying to prove that he's not real and that it's a myth and like that will threaten to destroy him so he comes and helps her escape he like he murders her lawyer which yep was fun (laughs) uh and then, this is like the first on-screen kill Candyman has too. Before yeah, it's always been like, yeah, "Did I just, do it?" Ooh-hoo-hoo. Yeah, you just see him. Yeah, swing pops that up from hook. behind, like, <laughs> like, oh, oh dear, and it's like pulls up through that. Oh, that was that was graphic, yeah. and I appreciated yeah. it. But God, oh, yeah. it's really fun. he yeah. just like pops up from under the desk, and then he like says a few things to Helen and then, like, flies backwards out of the window and breaks the window open. And <laughs> I need to tell you that the effects on that were not great. Um, like, no, but it was, it was very funny, though. That was, like, I can imagine a yoink or a yeet sound effect right there. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, uh. yeet is perfect, but I actually <laughs> love that so much. But it was just the way that they, like, pull because it was clearly a oh, no, we need to have him pulled out because we have this, this, um, what are those? I forgot what those are called, um, in filmmaking when that, like, when there is glass that obviously has to break and you can't just actually straight up break glass with people's bodies. Um, that's not a thing you're just allowed to do. Um, what if he didn't break the glass? What if he just pulled and then fell <laughs> 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 pulled him in. And just oh my gosh! Or he just pulls the whole thing out the wall. Oh, that would actually be very funny. Oh, oh my gosh! gosh. <laughs> you know, if you're gonna go, go big. Yeah. <laughs> so after this lovely popping through the window, Helen escapes. She goes back to the apartment, and her husband has just completely moved this new young girl in, and they painted the apartment super ugly. Oh, like she has weird... been in there for 30 days. I feel like that is very... I feel like that's important. He didn't just move yeah. her in, like, the second day. Because, like, I, I don't know why that's important to me. That's a, that's a little bit important to me that it was 30 days. Mainly because she lost 30 days of her life. Like, yeah. in the institution, yeah, she... being drugged the whole time. Yeah, like, she doesn't realize that that much time has passed, which is also terrifying. Um, Oh, that's so funny. The idea of being institutionalized is terrifying. I feel like this movie would almost be on to something about, like, 
the way women are treated, if it wasn't for, like, I don't know, the fact that the black women in this movie get treated so poorly by the scripts. Yeah. It mm-hmm. kind of, like, cancels out any sort of feminist commentary yeah. they may or may not be trying to make. Yeah, at least intersectional feminist feminist um commentary. Like, that part, I think, the movie would fail at just generally because it was, again, made in the 90s and just... Time period-wise, mm-hmm. feminism wasn't even remotely intersectional at that point, yeah. which is sad yeah. and dumb, but, well, here we are. Yeah. 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 Hopefully it'll change. It we gotta make it change. I mean, a black woman's directing the next Candyman, so that's a good thing. <sighs> yes! yes! <laughs> Victory. Yeah. Well, they're always just more interesting when it's not just, like... I, I actually kind of like the final girl trope because, like, you know, it's an interesting feminism. But then when you go into white feminism, it's always a white woman who lives. And then it's inherently far less interesting. But if mm. it's, like, someone who belongs to, like, an intersectional feminist group, then the whole, the problems, the character, everything surrounding her becomes so much more interesting and dynamic. And you have a much better film. That's why I think Us was also so so cool because you get to see one Lupita Nyong'o who's one of the best actresses of our generation mm-hmm. play so many different roles and they're all so much more interesting than I don't know what other horror movies came out that year but they were less interesting than us honestly uh, was that the year that the boy 2 came out <laughs> <laughs> oh my god probably <laughs> honestly Whatever white ladies in the boy 2 I guarantee that, that us had beat by like a billion years oh yeah of course yeah so um after see after she leaves the home she goes back to cabrini green to try and find Candyman and find the baby um we get this beautifully shot sequence like i i will say the cinematography in this movie is incredible like all the technical aspects of it are just Mm -hmm. amazing the music, um, the production design, yeah, the, 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 the cinematography, the, the lighting, haunt, editing. Yeah, the haunting score. Uh, so there's this shot where like she meets up with Candyman and they're holding each other and the camera like spins around them. And it's both Ooh. like somewhat romantic but also terrifying. Oh and yeah. It just, it got me to feel. <laughs> Sorry. You know what it reminded me of? I feel so what? fucked up that I'm about to say this. It reminded what? me of like a part of the Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie. <gasps> oh my gosh. You just started. Oh no. I hope you know Sorry, what you've awakened the beast. You know 90% of my personality, right? <laughs> I did. I remember. I remember when I was listening to a couple of the episodes, I remember it came up and I was like, ah, yes. Um, I'm a stereotype. <laughs> it's all good. I, lo- I, I enjoyed that move, that um, show the entirety of the time that it was on. And also, just I, I still enjoy it now, even if parts of it don't hold up um, well. Uh, so I do want to, okay, I've got to keep talking about because this is one of my favorite parts. When um, he goes to kiss her and he opens his mouth and there's just bees. Yes. <laughs> bees. So I, I read on the IMTB trivia page that Tony Todd actually did that. He just filled his mouth with bees. And I guess they didn't sting him? I don't know if they yeah, did he, not. He, were they the kind of bees that don't sting? Because I know that that's a thing. I just, I don't know what kind of bees don't sting. Yeah. <laughs> I actually looked this up. It's actually like baby bees because oh. their stingers aren't fully developed yet. And they like uh. coated 
her body with like the queen pheromone so that they were even less likely to sting. Oh. And apparently Tony Todd wore like a mouth prosthetic with that pheromone on it when oh, he did the nice. kiss scene. But he said that still bees would get behind the prosthetic and like crawl mm-hmm. around in his mouth. And oh, he uh-uh. got stung like <laughs> 20 to 30 times, but mostly on his chest because that's where the, yep. the prosthetic of his like rib cage was. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, uh-uh. mm-hmm. no, no. He deserves an award for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's Oscar worthy. He was, he was brave that. enough to let bees in his mouth. And I feel like that's, yeah, that's definitely more Oscar worthy than Leonardo DiCaprio eating raw bison. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god oh man oof i just got lightheaded because of that laugh jesus um anyway. <laughs> oh god so uh she faints once again and then wakes up again and candy man's lair where there's all this okay i do want to talk about this graffiti though because it's it's really cool this big giant mural of Candyman, and then like his mouth is open and when you enter that room because she enters it earlier in the movie and you have to crawl like through a hole that's right where his mouth is and it Ugh. looks wild <laughs> this, this made me shiver the first time i saw that i was like oh uh-uh like i think actually in the chat was like no uh-uh no i don't <laughs> <Yeah>. like that <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i think you did this is i i actually i need to just I love Netflix Party a lot because it allows me to do, um, again, one of the things that just, I don't know, it's a weird cultural touchstone for me. It's just a thing that a lot of, uh, a lot of, a lot of my people do, which is talk at the screen. Um, (laughs) and (laughs) this is... This it's a great way to do that and also not disrupt anybody simultaneously. Um, and I appreciate Netflix Party for that. Um, yeah. That, that a bunch just, oh no, oh not her, oh no, oh god, <laughs> girl, uh-uh, why she, why she gotta do that, no, that, I, I do that a bunch, <laughs> like out loud while watching movies. Girl, sit down. Let's talk about why you want to go through that door. That's the therapist in me. So I'd be like, we need to have a conversation about why you don't value your life enough and you just want to run through that door real quick. So yeah. when did the B thoughts begin? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. This movie is very good and I appreciate it so much. I lo- uh, Just talking about movies generally is just very fun. Um, And specifically... This one, um, being able to process something that, like, first of all, had I watched this on my own, I'm glad we all watched this together, because, like, had I watched this on my own, I, no, I would have, I wouldn't have been able to sleep for, like, three days. And now it will be perfectly fine. We'll be actually able to sleep, because I'm not actually going to be terrified. So, thanks, y'all, yeah. for that. Every time um, you want to be scared, just remember my my voice going, you like bees, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I will yeah. never be terrified again. It's yeah. wonderful. <laughs> oh, man. We so, should probably finish okay. this movie. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so uh, Candyman has the baby outside in this big pile of wood and stuff that's going to be, like, it was made for a bonfire. And mm-hmm. um, a group of the residents of Cabrini Green come outside because they're like, oh, Candyman's in there. And they set it on fire. Well, well, Jake see Jake sees um, Helen carrying a hook, but she, he only, oh, he only sees yeah. the hook, 
And then he's like, Candyman's in the bonfire. Let's go get him. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, mood. <laughs> and that- Yeah. It's a good reaction. My my working theory is that he grows stronger with as more people believe in him as <gasps> if he were Tinkerbell. What? Um, so, like, when they all gather around the bonfire, it's because Jake's belief in him is so strong. And that's how she was able to, like like stab him with a fire fire stake i guess in that one point oh um, shit i don't know if that's like the intention but like that's how i was reading that whole thing was which that is he how gets he stronger the more people believe which in him. is how he would have actually gained a physical form to be able to do that which is then why you can light his physical form on fire and oh i yeah, love that I really so that. yeah 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 <laughs> So they so they light the big bonfire and uh Candyman is basically like holding Helen and the baby hostage in there so that they can die together. And, also, like, real quick, um I think it's implied like Helen is a reincarnation of his lost love. And yeah. so yeah. is the baby? Yeah. <laughs> is that what that was? I think so. I think that's what yeah, he, well, was he always basically says, like, trying... it was always you, Helen, and then it's yeah. like a mural of him with his old girlfriend and yeah. wife. Did they get married? It doesn't matter. Who does not look like her at all. <laughs> it's just a white lady, and Helen's like, yeah. OMG, it me. Yeah. I think the closest thing is, like, maybe the eyes, but, you know, I don't, it, it doesn't look like her other than that. <laughs> Whether whether it's impl- like it's supposed to be a reincarnation of her or not, I do think that Candyman is just trying to recreate the um, family that was taken from him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, that being a white woman and a child. And she dramatically climbs out of the fire while her mm-hmm. while her whole scalp is ablaze. Um, I I did have she a- went from. Marilyn Monroe hair to bald like very yeah, quickly. She did. I yeah. did have the thought I... of like, ooh, oh girl, she needs a good wig. Yeah. <laughs> Which then they immediately oh. give her when she is in the casket. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So she's able to save the baby, and then she they show her funeral, and this was kind of uncomfortable for me like everyone from cabrini green shows up at her funeral in like a parade like because she saved one goddamn baby girl yeah like she's (laughs) the one who caused this whole problem to begin with and like i don't know yeah it it felt very like white savior ish and i i can see like maybe that's so funny I can see maybe Anne Marie showing up because she saved her baby, but like n- no one else, not the whole like apartment complex would show up for that. There's no way. Jake see, I know there's this... shit wouldn't have shown up. Are you kidding? Jake would have yeah. stayed home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, know. I do love the idea because like before he said like there's no Candyman, and she goes there's no Candyman, and then he shows up with the hook and tosses it in, yeah. and like I know it's supposed to be like we are honoring you, but I read it as Candyman's not real. Take this. Ooh, yeah. I like that. I like that reading a yeah. lot better. It's like, yeah. oh, and that, which leads us directly to the next scene, where uh, we go to, uh, where we go to go to her apartment with her trifling ass husband being a bad boyfriend yet again. Um, 
just being a bad yeah. spouse overall and think about yeah. his dead wife um yeah and, and then his like girlfriend is getting mad at him because like he's sad about his wife but it's like you're you dated him while he was married in the first place like you can just leave like lady this is this is one of those things i am loath to blame women for nearly anything in these types of movies but i will blame her for this one i'm like girl you girl you should have known you should have just left like he yeah this is too mm-hmm. much and you don't need this yeah. and he's not even cute like why would you <laughs> thank you so much i was like i kept thinking that throughout this i'm like see it's not worth it like, <laughs> like i mean far be it for me to like judge people on their appearance a whole lot but like truly Truly, there is only so much I'm willing to put up with if a dude is not drop-dead gorgeous. Like, and he is... Yeah. Mm -hmm. No. There was also, like, a significant age difference. Like, he was at least 15 years older than her. Like, 15 years older than her, has tenure, super, like, patronizing. He, like, shows Uh. his degrees off anytime they get into a disagreement. How can you not fuck him? I mean, honestly. Uh. (laughs) Uh. 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 Oh, damn it. And he was balding. <laughs> and he was balding. On top of all of that, he ain't got hair. And it bothered me. That <laughs> genuinely so it did bug me. Yeah. We, yeah. But then we get the super satisfying scene. So I realized, uh, okay, we completely also glossed over how you summon Candyman in the first place. Oops, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Um, So you have to look in a mirror and say his name five times. And that's like the basis of the urban legend. Yep. And then he shows and up. They- they introduce this within like five minutes of the movie yeah. with like a backstory as portrayed oh, by Ted Raimi. Oh <laughs> yes. Oh, I did have a thought with regards to summoning Candyman, which is the Christina Aguilera song Candyman. Um, which... <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> which I w- made me almost just now say Candyman, Candyman, <laughs> five times. If they... I... Ooh. <laughs> If they didn't use "Say My Name" by Beyonce in the the recent Candyman trailer, sweet then they a hundred percent. He's a man. Yep, that. He's a sweet to Candyman. See, that's why I think it doesn't really work to play a Beyonce song for the Candyman trailer because I think um, my brother, my brother, and me pointed out you cannot die when you're bopping to Beyonce. You're too sexy and powerful. Precisely. Yeah. This but is a rule. Yes. Candyman's energy, though, is that he is immortal and doesn't die. So maybe that's why it's his theme song. And he well, fine. It's time for him to share so. the love. <laughs> and he's okay. fine too. I feel like we do <laughs> need to acknowledge the fact that Candyman is fine. Um, yeah, yes. <laughs> Tony Todd is extremely, extremely attractive. Full fledged lesbian, and like I, I could go for candy. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's a vibe. The voice, yes. the coat. Mm. He's just handsome. Like uh, I he mean, loves the I, environment. I mean, if I, if I were Helen, I would have just been like, "Yeah, I'd die for you, man." Like, you yeah. know what? <laughs> Instead of my dumbass husband, I think this sounds yeah. like a much better arrangement. Sure. Oh, honestly, yeah. And in this last sequence, when which is sort of, I guess, the moment at which I realized that this entire thing had really been a ghost story. This is when I had sort of pieced it together. Um, is uh, she shows up in the in? Well, he says her name. Her 
her dumbass husband, I, I'm not even going to try to remember his <laughs> name. Um, her, her dumbass husband says her name five times in the mirror. And she shows up and is like, I don't, what did she even say? I don't remember what she said, but it was a perfect line. She and said, she just. Are you scared now, Trevor? Yeah, or something? Uh, and she gutted that motherfucker. Yeah. I have never been more pleased. <laughs> So good. And then she did the thing Toby Todd did where she like moaned while doing it. And I was like, ooh. Mm-hmm. I was like, ooh, yeah. ooh. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, fine. And then, and then his like, his like young perky girlfriend walks in and like is holding a knife. So like. So I guess that's the movie. Overall, mm-hmm. what are our overall thoughts? I love this movie. <laughs> This owned. I loved it. It was so good. It's a great movie. I've watched it maybe like three or four times within the past couple of months. Mm -hmm. It's it's just so good. Like Mm the 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 story is great. Um, it does have its faults, of course, but like the people in it, like just like are so good at acting it out, and I enjoy the characters a whole bunch. And it's it's just like like so fun mm. and so, like so much like goes in like you can tell a lot went into this movie because of like the technical stuff and everything else and it's just it's good i like it <laughs> agreed honestly i i love all the technical aspects of it like the everything there i do have some problems with the script in terms of her being a white savior and like whose yeah. story i kind of wanted to hear Mm-hmm. But, yeah. like, again, I really... Horror is interesting in that it's always, like, one of the first genres to interact with subject material that is normally untouched by any other genre. Mm-hmm. And rarely is it the f- is it gonna do it well, because the whole point is to, like, shock and scare you. Yeah. But, yeah. like, the fact that they're willing to engage with it and start the conversation so that, like, now we're making a new Candyman from the perspective of a black woman who is willing to tell the story from a different perspective, I think is really, really interesting. And I always, like love thinking about like why is this problematic why is this not problematic who doesn't does perspective matter blah 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 blah. and i think that's why i like horror movies like Candyman because it gets me thinking about those kinds of things as opposed Mm -hmm. to other movies (coughs) saw where i just kind of (laughs) turn my brain off and go i don't give a shit what happens i I think that that logic is the same reason why i'm like super excited to um to watch silence of the lambs when i eventually get there to do so um for the simple reason of like I, that that movie, the, the problematic elements of that movie concerning a completely different group um, yeah. are like yeah. I'm, <laughs> yeah, like that's a that's a thing I'm I'm very ready going into it to like be able to look at and be like, well, now how would I like if I had to tweak something about this story and how I was like interacting with it how would i do that but even then also it's wild because the problematic elements of that were still like based on a specific dude yeah yeah which is still wild to me ed Gein and the nipple yeah he's oh side note there are nipples (laughs) in this movie anyway um there are something it has in common with saw three yeah that was our again it's so movie but not a for nipple like belt. <laughs> not a belt. No, not a belt. <laughs> Jesus. Oh my God. Just full on areolas. <laughs> I can't. I, I, this exact thing I typed was, I was not prepared for areola today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I really prepared. wasn't. I just, 
just wasn't, but it was, well, it was there. It was just in a very weird scene. (laughs) The amount of, like, exploitation of women Mm. and their boobies in these movies is astounding to me. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. At the same time, there are certain movies where I, like, I don't know, I kind of shrivel up and I'm like, ooh, I don't feel good watching this. And then there are some where I'm like, you know... They're, they're just treat they weren't like creepy at least about it in my opinion it was oh, that's yeah. almost why it was kind of shocking it was like oh titty <laughs> <laughs> and then and then at the end the 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 perky young girlfriend she's just wearing like yeah, a, 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 like a see-through shirt basically my that God. shirt pissed me off more than the bathtub yeah. scene <laughs> yeah like i'm just here just in this like, like this I'm, is how... I'm making s- I'm making dinner. You want to help me with the salad? He's like, in a minute. And then she's just like pissed off the whole time. So she's just like he won't cutting make chunks of meat. And I'm like, oh my why? God. She, like, why are and you mad about him not like, helping you with that salad, honey? You can just like go oh, like to a different place where he isn't if you're mad at him. <laughs> like, leave his, leave his house. Like, also, I hope she got but, to keep the apartment. Yeah. She, she made got it to ugly enough. She should get to keep it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was, one thing I pointed out, I was like, in the background, the decor in their house. So, like, oh in god, the background, so ugly. Giant, like three paper clip. paper clip hanging on the wall. Like, what is that? <laughs> Whose idea was the prop department? Whose idea yeah. was that? I don't know. Just I don't know. I like. I mean, if we're supposed the to think these people are jackasses, there is nothing that says jackass more than I took some office supplies and made it big. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Specifically, when they hang it up as art, is the part where it's a problem. Because I'm like, yeah. no, see. <laughs> oh god, I would it would be to... fun as a comedic prop, but not as decoration. <laughs> it's like, what is that? What is it supposed to mean? What is the meaning? What is what is the meaning? And I work part at a of school. academia. I'm like, girl, <laughs> sure. Like, what? <laughs> I don't know. Like, <laughs> I'll fuck with these people. <laughs> Just immediately. But the biggest question: Do you believe in Candyman? Ooh. Oh yes, definitely. To the point where I'm to. not going to sing Candyman in my bathroom anymore, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what if Christina Aguilar is just trying to get us all to summon Candyman? Oh my god. I I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> she seems like the type. Oh, I don't know what that She's means. Like, you... I don't know why I just insulted Christina. <laughs> she like said, that. you'll thank me later. He's hot. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, <laughs> Honestly, if she's trying to get summon him because he's hot, I do not blame her at all. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I actually, I don't, <sighs> the term Candyman specifically has just been around for a really long time. And I've never, yeah. like, really understood was it what it was in reference to. Because any, like, media depiction of a man who works with candy is that that man is a creep. Like, just yeah. unanimously yeah, that that so is true. how they're... Portray- I'm like, so what exactly is happening here? Like, or I don't know. And then any song involving candy is just creepy. And I just, I'm not here for any of it. It's fine. I- With that quote, um, I hate to cut things short, but I, I've loved this so much. I honestly... I would love to have you back to talk about another hour's worth of just this movie because there's so much. Yeah. 
Well, yeah. I I am down to come back literally whenever. Simply ask it. I will yes. I will drop everything and be there because this was delightful and extremely fun and I mm-hmm. I whew, this is great and wonderful. And thank you guys so much for yeah. having me. It's been super thank fun. You so, thank you so thank much you. for joining us. I this learned so much. So I laughed so much. I just I uh I needed this this week. Thank you all. Uh, so I know at the yes. beginning of the show you plugged some of your podcasts, but if you want to remind listeners, um, where can you be found? Ah, uh, yes. So on the lovely uh, the lovely twitter.com, the, the hellscape that is twitter.com, <laughs> you can find me at redblackgolden. Um, that is uh, red spelt regularly like the color. Uh, black spelt B-L-A-Q-U-E. Um, and golden spelt like gold in en <laughs> you know the color the the type of color the the way yes. that a color would be being golden rather than it being gold which is the color itself and uh yeah that that I am on there um film buffs pod um is the other place that people can find me and my co-host Dane um uh, for wannabe film buffs and uh, yeah, all of the things that I am in acting wise um, are on there, um, <laughs> which is fun. Uh, I I think I'm going to be making a few more rounds on on this network, which is kind of fun, which I'm excited about. Um, so if you listen to other things on this network, you will probably hear me relatively soon, which I'm excited about. Heck yeah. Yeah. I guess speaking of the network, um, you can find other Lunar Light podcasts on LunarLightStudio.com or follow them on Twitter at LunarLightHQ. Um, you can find Netflix and Kill on Twitter at Netflix underscore in underscore kill. And my personal Twitter is at Kai the Jedi, spelled K-Y the Jedi. I guess you can find me on uh, Twitter at Frosty the R Zero Bot. Uh, memes. That's that's it. <laughs> memes about uh, comic book movies. Trying uh, yeah. not to thirst. <laughs> trying not to thirst over Tony Todd because he follows you. Yeah. apparently. Yeah. <laughs> that's <What>? so great. <laughs> oh. Yeah, he followed me a couple months ago, and I don't know why or how he found me, but he just hit that follow button on my on my Twitter and I have to avoid using his name at all times because I feel like he name searches and uh, <laughs> I feel uh. like he would appreciate it <laughs> out of all the people honestly he might but also like I don't want to risk it <laughs> alright um you can find me at Hannah V. Boyens at, uh, ugh, I almost said gmail.com. I mean, you can't technically. <laughs> <laughs> Drop me an email. What is your least favorite plotline of American horror story? There certainly are plenty of contenders. Anyway, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Hannah V. Boyens. Um, same with Instagram. And um, I usually use that platform to like do very insecure rambles and petitions those are the two content you get with me maybe we could do like a special episode when the new candy man comes out and you can come back sure. i would yeah, live we, uh, uh i w- absolutely i mm-hmm, uh, yes yes i yes mm-hmm. <laughs> 
There were supposed to be <laughs> more words than just yes and that, but they're yes. Um. Yes. It's the only word you need. Just yes. Yep. All right. I'm closing us out. Thank All you right. again for joining us. Yeah, candy man, thank you. Candy man, sweet sugar, candy man. <laughs> <laughs>